Good morning and welcome to the Leaders Brief by Egomonk. Today we will examine the United Kingdom's COVID-induced economic troubles in light of the recently released one-year spending plan. Take a look at a World Health Organization initiative that aims to provide equal access to coronavirus testing, treatment and vaccines across the globe. And finally, we'll discuss a $30 million investment into African startup Chipakash. The United Kingdom's economy is set to shrink by 11.3% this year. Finance Minister Rishi Sunak informed the British Parliament last week as he unveiled a one-year spending plan that is likely to put more pressure on taxes. According to the report published by the UK's Office for Budget Responsibility or OBR, the world's sixth largest economy is looking at an almost $37 billion spending gap by 2024. While OBR chairman Richard Hughes has said that extra measures announced since July totaling £86 billion or approximately $114 billion this year and £40 billion or approximately $53 billion next year have prevented further deterioration of the country's economy. But the UK would need to take strong economic measures to avoid a catastrophe. The UK budget watchdog believes that the country's annual deficit will increase this year to 19% of GDP before falling back to 5% of GDP in 2024. The OBR has also pointed out that there is a possibility of long-term economic damage of roughly 3% of GDP due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which has claimed over 55,000 lives in the United Kingdom. Rishi Sonak, a former Goldman Sachs analyst, has relied heavily on emergency spending to avoid increasing unemployment numbers and tax cuts since the beginning of the pandemic. The British finance minister has introduced several cost-saving mechanisms, including a £10 billion or $13 billion cut in departmental spending and a low tab on overseas aid spending. According to Hughes, Britain's decision to extend its furlough scheme paying up to 80% of an employee's wages, up to $3,280 a month, had probably helped save about 300,000 jobs. Unemployment was likely to peak at 7.5% from the present 4.8%. The Conservative Finance Minister summarized Britain's economic future when he said, quote, Our health emergency is not yet over and our economic emergency has only just begun, while pointing out that the COVID-induced economic decline is the highest since the Great Frost of 1709. While OBR is estimating Britain's borrowing to be over $525 billion, several economic think tanks believe that the British Finance Ministry will be forced to freeze pay for several public sector offices and significantly increase taxes. Presently, one positive news for the country remains promising vaccine results, the administration of which would undoubtedly aid a speedy economic recovery. A vaccine being developed by Oxford University and AstraZeneca has registered over 70% efficacy in its Phase 3 trials. Notably, as the vaccine race edges towards an end, the World Health Organization is co-leading an initiative to distribute about 2 billion vaccine doses in a fair and equitable manner next year. The facility is critical the critical mechanism for joint procurement and pooling risk across multiple vaccines so that whatever vaccine is proven to be safe and effective, all countries within the facility will be able to access them. Most importantly, it is the mechanism to enable a globally coordinated rollout. This is in the interests of all countries even those that have invested with individual manufacturers independently. WHO Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus had said a month ago, the COVAX initiative being co-developed with Gavi and the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, or CEPI, is expected to provide large-scale infrastructural support in distributing COVID-19 vaccines globally. 
However, the WHO Director General recently said that $4.3 billion is urgently needed to support mass procurement and delivery of vaccines, tests and treatments for countries signing up for COVAX at a virtual briefing in Geneva. Gabrielsus said that 187 countries are presently participating in the COVAX facility, including 94 high-income economies. Among other countries who have registered the use of COVAX facility, South Africa, which does not qualify for subsidized vaccines, is committing a purchase of 10% of its 58 million population and contributing $33 million, the country's finance minister, Tito Mboveni, had recently said. The European Union is also committing about $596 million for the facility, making it one of the leading donors. Of this, $119 million will be reserved for grant funding. Public-private partnerships such as COVAX are essential for the equitable distribution of vaccines as high-income countries have already reserved over 500 million doses. One such country, Canada, which is estimated to have secured the highest number of doses per capita, is planning to donate extra doses to the WHO-led initiative. In the case of COVAX, poorer countries that have been historically put on a long waiting list when distributing vaccines will get subsidized access. The initiative aims to procure sufficient doses to allow participating nations to immunize at least 20% of their population. For developed economies, COVAX will serve as a backup plan in case of obstacles in acquiring vaccines. Moving on to the African continent, fintech startup Chippecash has secured $30 million in Series B funding from Ribbit Capital and Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos' venture capital fund, Bezos Expeditions. With a 3 million strong user base in Ghana, Uganda, Nigeria, Tanzania, Rwanda, South Africa, and Kenya, the platform registers an average of 80,000 transactions daily. San Francisco-based Chipper Cash has added beta features to buy and sell Bitcoin and invest in U.S. stocks from Africa. Africa's sizable unbanked population has allowed fintech companies to receive the lion's share of funding, among other tech sectors. The rapid extension in the use of fintech has also made room for a technology and telecom boom in Africa, which is poised to see the fastest internet penetration in the next five years. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com, that is I N S I G H T S dot E G O M O N K dot C O M, to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomonk.com. Mm-hmm.